Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Barpath Fitness, and we're here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation in the fitness industry. So we decided that we wanted to do an additional podcast each week. Um, and we have a Facebook group. Uh, it's called Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. And in that Facebook group, we have people ask a lot of questions. So we decided to just kind of do a little Q&A and answer some of those questions from our Facebook group uh, each week. So we'll we'll probably answer about three questions today. Um, and we'll do this occasionally until we feel like not doing it anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, we should start with three questions a week until we decide to change it and either do less or more or not do these at all. But for now, we're going to do them. Yeah. So if you do have questions um, as you listen to the podcast, please join our Facebook group and ask away in there because we will address them here. Yeah. Or you can um, comment on Instagram too. Um, Either one we can address them. Yeah. If you're like anti-Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. All All right. So let's start it out. Question number one that we received is... What is the best way to fit in your protein throughout the day? Yeah. So with this one, there are there are so many different strategies that you can try. Um, you can do a couple of them or you can do all of them if you really struggle with hitting your protein. So first and foremost, I would start with a big breakfast with protein as the star. So like a really good one is obviously like if you have time to, to sit at home and, and cook it before you go bacon and eggs that's that's a great source and i'm talking the whole egg here and not like two eggs i have a bunch of clients who are like well i ate two eggs and i'm like that's 10 grams of protein i think it's like 12 so why don't we bump that bump that up to four or five like you're not gonna die like the science used to tell us obviously um so that's a good one and if you struggle with eating too many eggs which i know people some people are aren't you know partial to a lot of eggs you can throw in some like ground meat in there um or i guess you can add some some more egg whites even though it's not as flavorful um but it's just another way to you know boost the protein um a lot for my clients who usually don't have a lot of time to cook in the morning um i say let's make a smoothie because you can really control the amount of protein you put in there and um the calories as well so like maybe and again we're not a huge advocate for protein powders but if this is if this is when you need it this is a great time to utilize it right so smoothie you can add one maybe even two scoops of protein just so you're hitting like 50 grams of protein in in the shake um and then you can throw in you know like peanut butter whatever else um to to kind of dress up the smoothie and stuff like that so as far as the i want to go back to the eggs um so for the for the eggs like I can't remember what you said. Uh, it was something like you said something about if people aren't partial to eggs, but um, like a lot of them. At yeah. Once. Yeah. But yeah. what typically happens, I think I want to make a note of this because people are obsessed with egg whites and eat the yolk. That's what yeah, I want to say. I um, a lot of people like have, do you, do you mention that people have issues with egg whites? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, like if you feel like you have sensitivity, a sensitivity to eggs, it's, it's the egg white because it's the like protective barrier around the yolk so yeah. that's why so like katie will boil eggs and like eat the sometimes yolk. take the whites off and eat the yolk and yeah. save the whites for either the like, dog or me or yeah later or whatever yeah <laughs> so yeah it, we're not like demonizing the egg white there's a lot of protein in it but if you're gonna eat the eggs don't just eat egg whites like maybe throw yes. in a couple full eggs and then some more egg whites if you just need that extra boost of protein yeah totally. so that is a really you know, low calorie way to add in some some extra protein, even though we don't really care about that. But if you're concerned about that, you know, do that. And another note on breakfast, because this is a we were talking about breakfast um, is like we don't we're not those trainers that are or those people that are like you have to eat breakfast, right? Like 
if you're if this is just for if you struggle with getting protein throughout the day and it's a really great way to just start your day to add it in the morning right like I typically don't eat until a little bit later and that feels good for me I get a little more work done um so I guess it's kind of like a lunch for me and that's fine um and when most people think of breakfast, they think of a big carby breakfast. So we're talking protein here well, for breakfast yeah, for sure. I, well, that's why we're trying to discuss it. And I think for most people that like they don't have as flexible of schedule as you. So they're playing catch up for the rest of the day if they don't eat that protein because they think True. they need to fast or they don't need to eat or they don't, you know, feel hungry or whatever. Like you might just need to, you know, get used to eating breakfast if you're not hitting your protein. Like that's the most important thing. So um another another really easy way to add in protein throughout your day is just add in a couple more ounces of meat with each meal like you're literally not going to notice the difference from four ounces of beef to six ounces of beef like you're just going to hide it in your meal with whatever else you're eating with it so like for heather i usually make all the food i'll just sneak in an extra She's the cook. i'll hide the the extra beef in her rice and she doesn't even know and i'm like look like you got buried. your protein there's like surprise beef under surprise beef. pile of white rice and yeah like, it's like oh look beef. more but like have you noticed it doesn't like you don't really notice right maybe you're just like no. a slightly more satiated but other than that yeah which is yeah. a good thing so yeah um another hack i guess i hate that i hate the hack word for this but another trick i guess make your snacks protein based so normally we advocate for people just to eat bigger meals to satiate them but if that's not you or if that doesn't work for your lifestyle and you are going to eat snacks make sure that they're protein based so beef jerky is a good one now be careful with beef jerkies because most of them have a bunch of shit in them like sugar and vegetable oil so if it's just beef and like spices you're good to go um yogurt like those easy to go yogurt cups are really really easy way um like heather mentioned earlier hard-boiled eggs um are pretty easy i mean i know it's not the most convenient to like grab and go but i mean it's a handheld food so you know might look weird eating a hard-boiled egg but whatever who cares gains um cheese sticks are also good um, we make this really good protein ball recipe you want to describe what oh goes yeah in those? super easy um i don't know you make them <laughs> Oh no, yeah, I do I know. Make they're them. they're oats, honey, honey, protein powder, protein powder. Um, what else? Oh, um, a whole cup of the the most important ingredient, either peanut butter or almond oh, butter yes, or whatever nut butter. butter that you like. If you can't do nuts, um, there's like a I think it's called like sun butter. It's not technically a nut, so I think that has a similar taste to, to peanut butter. So that's a really good way. Another trick that I like to tell clients is make a really big smoothie in the morning. And if you don't want to drink it all at once, break it up throughout your day. So maybe you do put that two scoops of protein in there and maybe you drink half of it for breakfast and then the other half you save for like an afternoon snack. So that way in both instances, you're getting about 25 grams of protein. So yeah, it's a really, really easy way to, to do that as well. And I think I think we have the protein ball recipe like on our oh, website yeah. somewhere. So I feel like I could drop it in the show notes. Yeah, we might it's have a super simple. You too. just roll them into balls and stick them in the fridge. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. OK, next question. This is a good one. It's a common question we get. What is the ideal protein intake? OK, so research general research says about 0.6 to 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. Okay, so that's what the research says. That is definitely an optimal range. But let me say really quick what the 
not research, but the like recommended dietary allowance and all that says, because that's what people are going to see when they see this number. They're going to say, wait, that's not what I hear. So what you probably hear commonly is um, the recommended dietary allowance, the RDA for protein, which is only 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So that's about half your uh, body weight in pounds. Yes. Now, Why is this so dang low? Because the RDA is the amount of a nutrient you need to meet your basic nutritional requirements. Yeah, this is survival, this you is guys. This is just to survive. <laughs> you need to eat that much yeah. protein to survive. You will not eat that much protein to thrive. So yeah. that is why everybody gets so tripped up because they're like, well, you know, the government and everybody, whoever it is, like the health people. All the fat white politicians <laughs> say that we eat need 30 eat. grams of protein. Yes. But in reality, that is just the RDA. So we are talking about what research has shown is beneficial for gaining muscle, maintaining muscle and getting stronger. And yeah. Yeah. And we so for me, I even tell clients to aim for one gram per pound of body weight, because if they fall short of that, which I would say 95 to 98 percent of people normally do then they're still in that optimal range, right? The thriving range, the 0.6 to 0.8, right? So let's say if you're shooting for one gram per pound and you are 25 grams under, you're probably still around that 0.8 grams, right? So you don't have to feel bad about not hitting your protein every day. Um, So it's just a good way to think about it. Um, On the other hand, we've experienced some people who have kidney issues and they were just born with it. So first and foremost, like consult your doctor about protein intake. Um, but you usually probably want to go for like the lower side of the optimal range, um, to, to really like thrive for you and to stay healthy. Yeah. That's what I tend to do just to be safe because I was born with one kidney, which I think we've talked about before in an episode. I think it's a super kidney though, yeah, but still, I do have a super kidney. and it, it functions just fine. But just to be safe, I don't usually do a gram per pound. Like sometimes I will, Um, but you know, typically I'm in that 0.6 to 0.8 range and that seems to be just fine for me. Yeah. And just to like note off of that, play around with what you feel good on. Like maybe you feel best with a little higher than the optimal range, or on the other hand, maybe you have digestion issues. If you go above a certain amount, like I know of some people who just don't feel good at all. Like they have, you know, diarrhea if they eat too much protein and that's just totally like there's so much individual variance that goes into nutrition. So if you're like, I need to hit the optimal range, but you feel like shit doing so, like maybe you should you should work with your body and see what 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 be, what is best for it. Yeah, so. totally. And there are kind of levels to this, right? Depending on like the intensity of your training and your goals and all that. Like if you're training super intense and trying to build a lot of muscle, yeah. you're probably going to be on the higher end of that range. Yeah. And if you're super lean, like if you if you have a really low body fat percentage, you'll probably need a little bit more just because you have more lean muscle mass. So in order to keep that tissue um, or and or to build tissue, you're probably going to need a little bit more. But this will lead me into addressing a lot of the fucking bros in this industry who are like, you need 1.5 to 2 grams per pound of body weight. And like that shit is insane. You probably will start to have diarrhea all the time. You're going to have protein farts, which are fucking disgusting smelling like <laughs> I mean if you're thriving I guess like you know keep doing you but it's you expensive do, yeah and it's expensive protein is the most expensive macronutrient to buy but you know we think it's important so that's why like hitting that 0.6 to 1 gram per pound like you will be just fine you will build muscle you will build strength and you will stay healthy like you do not need to be eating two grams of protein per pound of body weight that is insane you guys yeah so totally. 
you know, be wary of who you're following on social media. All right. Question number three, what are your favorite recovery methods? All right. All right. For, okay. First and foremost, before we go into our favorite methods is it's so funny. I see all the time, like everyone's looking for a quick recovery fix and it's like, why are you looking for that quick fix? It's probably because you just did, you worked out so hard that you like hammered your body to where you can't walk because you're so sore and you can't sleep because you're so fatigued. Like, look, the best recovery tool to you is for you to figure out your damn programming and scale back the volume and intensity. Like if you're feeling burnt out every workout, you have something seriously wrong with your, um, your training or your nutrition or both, right? So first and foremost, like, get that shit in check. But as far as my favorite recovery tool, and I, and I know we've, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have released our cold therapy podcast, I think. Yeah. So for sure. uh, mine is obviously cold therapy. Um, so, you know, listen to that podcast. We'd go into all about the uh, benefits and uh, um, like how to do it on, on that episode. Um, but for me, I mostly like it um, because I feel like mentally recovered in a way. Like I feel like I can kind of take on the day. It definitely helps with soreness that I've noticed. Um, like I'm, I'm less sore. Um, not that I'm getting super sore all, you know, every single time or every single week, but I definitely notice that I don't get as sore as often. Um, especially when I'm kind of switching up and going into that progressive overload of my programming, like I'm switching it up, doing um, a new phase, adding in more tempo, like that definitely helps. Um, but disclaimer, and we do talk about it on the, the pot, the specific podcast about cold therapy. Be careful with this one, because if you are freaking out in the ice bath, like if you can't get your breath, cause you are so cold, you're stressing your body out more, which is not promoting the recovery. So if you can get in there and breathe and like, just feel the coldness and, you know, only do it for a couple minutes. Like I think it can be really beneficial, but you know, be wary of all the other stressors you have in your life because then it could be hurting you as far as help or, you know, rather than helping you. So Heather, what's yours? Um, okay. My favorite recovery tool is sleep. Yep. I just, I really, it affects me so much if I don't yeah. get enough sleep and I can feel it and I just, I'll sleep in longer the next day. Um, I know that's like super simple, but it is such a big part of my recovery. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, if the other thing I like to do is I do like to ride my bike outside. Mm -hmm. um, like it's hard though, because in Colorado, it's not recovery, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's a little more intense, but there are some like trails out here that are pretty light and there's not big hills on them. So if I'm sore, like a little bit of cycling or walking. Um, but I personally like cycling just because yeah. I really like the way it feels. Yeah. And I think for you, a lot of it is like being outside in the sunshine right. and doing an activity that you enjoy, which obviously we stress is you're, we always say that's really important to enjoy the activity you're doing. But again, you guys, like there are no quick fixes for recovery. Like, yeah, you don't need pills. Don't take like supplements aren't going to do really shit for you. Like if you're super sore after every workout, you need to address your programming because you shouldn't be super sore every single time. Um, like, yeah, eat, eating enough protein, which is great for this episode, just because we answered two questions on how to get enough protein in. Um, I love walking as well. Like if my legs are really sore, I just have to like move my legs and get some blood flow there. And that that usually helps. You can, you know, try to foam roll, but foam rolling um, kind of just a bandaid. It'll feel it'll help your sore muscles feel better temporarily. But I mean, you, it's really just a waiting game, you guys. Like after yeah. like a super hard workout, maybe you did overdo it. You just have to prioritize eating enough calories, getting enough protein and just sleeping. I think 
sleeping is probably the best one out there right. yeah but sure. i'm trying to think of like what are the like cool hat like again i hate the word hack but cool recovery tools that like do we get them all as far I as i mean like, people really like all of the items that you can buy yeah, right like love the to foam buy rollers items. and the what are those things called the, the vibrating things the vibrating ones are kind of cool yeah they feel they feel great Ooh, massages. Oh, man. Yeah. If I could oh, get a yes. massage every There's week. There's something man. about human touch. Yeah. That is really, really helpful for recovery. So yeah. um, it's not just the pressure of the massage. It's also the fact that there is another person touching you. Yeah. There's, There's something. Research There's on research that. on that. Yeah. Um, We're not just being compassionate. Touching. Yeah, compassionate yeah. touch. Compassionate touching. We're not just being woo-woo over here. Yeah, like there's actually real. research on that now. Um, oh yeah. Like I never feel more relaxed after a massage. I wish I could do them more, but it's literally my favorite thing in the world. Wow. It good what? to know. Okay, not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, hint hint. <laughs> Get um, more massages for my wife. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh sauna, saunas are good, but again, it's it's also another stressor. It's a um, you know, um temperature stressor, but if you're like, if you know, you're managing your stress, um, otherwise, I think it could be a good way to just, you know, sweat it out. Um, um, and just, I think you're, I think a lot of people who, who do saunas and they track their HRV notice that it, it tends to go up. Um, but I think that's with mm. consistent use. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another cool thing you can do, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think just hanging out with people and managing laughing. stress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like, the biggest thing. Sleep food and managing stress yeah and yeah i think just you and know. not sitting around that's the best recovery too like you don't want to just sit around when you're sore i know you don't feel like walking but walk yeah for real it doesn't have to be like i'm gonna go hike five miles uphill <laughs> it's just like go for like a 10 minute walk and honestly i feel like if you do that more often throughout the day versus like going on a super long one you know at one at one point in the day i think that would help even more because now you're not tiring out your legs but you are moving them for 10 to 15 minutes resting and it's kind of you know like interval movement throughout the day so word and everyone's gonna hate this one but don't drink alcohol oh yeah because that just makes it worse yeah i mean <laughs> alcohol and jet we will have to do a podcast on oh alcohol. we're going we to that was a request that was one of the requests yeah so that one's coming yeah but i mean it's not going to help your fitness goals in any way whatsoever but we're never yeah. going to tell anyone to never drink again but right if you're super sore and you're like shit i just feel like complete shit um yeah. drinking is gonna make it worse don't so. grab that glass of wine drink yeah grab that <laughs> glass of sparkling water that's my go-to hey that's what i've been doing in a champagne glass yeah to help me not drink as much wine it's great yeah it yeah. works it's good it's wonderful cool awesome well anything else we want to chat about here on this one i feel like that's it as far as all the questions yeah so, these q a's are going to be really casual um, yeah just kind of you know for now they might get more in depth if we get more well know, they'll be in depth, depth but like you know, yeah. we're not as organized, yeah. which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, again, join our Facebook group and so you can drop us some questions or, I mean, just DM us on Instagram too if you have questions. Like, we want all of the questions. So, um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you all for listening. We'll drop more of these each week for you. So look forward to having getting to hear our voices twice a week now. Yeah. Very and, exciting. And then rate the podcast, review it, and share it with all your gym bros, except for Half-Life Gary. <laughs> <laughs>